can you um, help out with the stuckness I'm about to take on? Can I see your wrist? This looks familiar. <laughs> All right. How are you feeling? Are you interested in anything? Are you interested in talking? What do you want to be doing? Not talking. This is shock. I'm in shock. Do you know why? I feel like the rug got pulled out from underneath my feet so badly in life that I'm in shock. So it's, it's just like a feeling like I'm sitting on the side of the highway and there was this horrible car wreck and it's like, I can't envision my life after this. I also can't feel anything. Do we need to say what that feeling? It's like a people are trying to move me and I'm like, you don't get it. I can't get up off the highway. scared that if I take a step forward that I'm going to feel what happened to me just now. Repeat that. I'm, I'm scared that if I take a step forward that um, I'm going to feel for the first time what just happened to me. Okay. Glad I did that. <laughs> um, yeah, you're in shock. So, like, the conversation we're having can't be had. Um, shock is a very specific frequency, and you actually shouldn't be moving. The problem is you haven't been present with your shock. I want you to think about the light of consciousness. You know how light is kind of like heat, right? You can think shock is an interesting type of a, a vibrational state because on the inside, it's like the most intense static. It's actually a lot of movement to that uh, sensation, to that frequency. To the exterior, it is a complete and solid rock solid freeze. So it's these two contradictory states that's so difficult in the disparity that it causes the consciousness to go up and out. So it's a dissociative state. The frustrating thing about shock is that you have to be 100% present with it. So you, if you can imagine that the shock state is like ice, if you're going to bring all of your attention and your awareness into the center of it, 
and just sit there. You want to slow your own thinking and focus down to the, to the level of the slowest part of it. Does that make any sense? So it's like if you could imagine, what if I told you that your bones are actually moving? Like the molecules of your bones are moving. How slow would it be moving? Like almost to the degree that you can't even perceive it level of slowness. So when you're with shock, you have to actually slow yourself down to that degree. But most people try to carry on and try to carry forward despite that. And that's actually what's happening. So if I was in your shoes, I would try to express this to the people I'm living with and I would spend parts of my day not moving at all. I mean like, but like intentionally, by the way, like I said with the hammock scenario, doing this intentionally is very different than doing it unintentionally. So intentionally, I'm covering my head with a blanket and I'm literally just... See? For as long as it takes to start to feel a motivation towards movement. It's, you see, that's what will happen. You're with it long enough and suddenly there's that internal motive towards movement and then you can move. It may take a day, may take a few days. If you can't do that in your environment and it was possible for you, I would go to a Vipassana retreat. Because of all the meditative practices, that's the one that's the most intensely what you need. But like all the talk around, you are the one who's right now, right? But all the talk around what you could do to move forward or what you should be doing financially is BS because you're the guy that's on the side of the highway. And none of what happened to you this last year is processed. I mean, none of it. Does that land with you? Is what I'm saying landing with you? The short answer is no. Why? Because I, I can't feel that. Yeah, because like, it's shock. Sure, yeah. I was like mildly aware of what you described. And um, I, I noticed, when I said it looked familiar, I noticed that at the Chicago Synchronization Workshop. I saw that. It wasn't in the replay, but I, I know what I saw. So that would be yes, not no. Like you just said it, and up here I can like hold it to retain that for later. Okay, that's okay. Yeah. Um, if you want to sit like that with someone else, that's also incredibly beneficial. Like if you went into a somatic therapist today who knew what they were doing, they wouldn't say a word to you. They might wrap you in a blanket or something and pull it tight and then just sit. That's what you need. And, and without that need being met, there's no forward movement. So I just I just noticed that
So basically, like that idea of eventually having forward movement is like something to look forward yes, to. Yes. And what what you're giving me as the solution for the shock, uh, it's. It doesn't seem safe to allow for that currently. Why? But there's no way that you're going to be stuck in the state until you do. So. And the the small part of it is the pressure that I mentioned previously with family and current people well, in my life. Can you explain this to them? You've got bigger problems in your social life if you can't tell what I'm telling you to someone and have them at least have some space for that. Can, can you kind of walk me through what that conversation might look like? I've realized that I'm in shock and I haven't actually processed anything that happened to me this last year. And like, because I'm in shock, it's creating this incredible stuckness. You know, somebody gave me a solution to the shock. I would like to try that. Is there any way? And I realize you can say this. I realize your frustrations and your needs, and they're totally valid, and I get that, right? And I really want to. I want you to know that I want to. Is there any way that I can try this? Give it a timeline if you need to. See that the shock you're in is making everything a no. Do you get that? <laughs> when you're in shock, right, you're in such a deep freeze that it's like left is no, right is no, up is no, down is no. Every movement's a no. Like the the wire example from earlier. Like every time you get yes, close but, to the wire. Yes, but instead of it being an external wire, it's an internal um, anchor. So it's an ins it's an inside thing that's happening to you. With with the other person, it's like it's a projection of not even a projection. Sometimes an expression of some external boundary that exists with some person or something they've been taught. Right. With you, it's like you've got this internal anchor, and you try to go left, and it goes on the bottom of the ocean. You try to go this way, it goes on the bottom of the ocean. Okay. It's more like that, energetically speaking. So. I'm not going to be able to get anywhere with where you are because it's always going to be a no because of that. So you need to sit with that. Can I ask a favor? We're about to do another experiential exercise. <clears throat> During that process, I would like you to sit back to back with Graciela. It can be in the alleyway or wherever you guys want to, but if you can, I just want you to sit back to back because I don't want you to be overwhelmed and I want her to sit with you so you can feel support against your back and not move. We did that in New York. You did that? No, not like that was one of the exercises that took place in New York. With him already once? I mean, it was for the sake of another person in my group, but... 
I haven't done that in a long time. That's pretty weird. Looks like you're a match to it twice. Well, can you try it for me? Yes. Okay. Um, the thing that I'm not getting resolution with at this moment is like, I, I want to continue to have that like shiny object to work forward to. And I have been having difficulties in finding a way that I can attend to these internal parts that are like, no, definitely no. Um, and like one of the methods that you've mentioned before is putting that aspect somewhere where it can be safe so it doesn't have to do these things. And I'm like, you know like I, I know that there are things that I positively must do on a weekly basis. And I've been making the effort to do in my mind, it's doing it with them and not in spite of them. And so it's like, I will carry you if that's what it's going to take. And? And, so uh, and and I'm able to accomplish the things that I must do on a weekly basis. Um, however, there are some serious things like what you've just brought to my attention that clearly it's it's a little bit more than what I was aware of. So what do you need to be resolved around that? I, I want to be able to do the things that I must do in a way that's not going to override those parts. Well, you got to have a conversation with those aspects. Do, do you understand how to do that well enough? Uh, via parts work, via internal conversation. Why isn't it working? Because usually what happens is that, that if you make two parts of your own consciousness aware that they have to find some kind of alignment, otherwise they're both going to be in hell, there's a kind of pliability. So the ones that don't want to say things like, okay, well, this is the real reason I don't want to. And it's very easy, therefore, to brainstorm how to still do what you're doing, but accommodate for that aspect that they're expressing. Um, and so, like, if, let's say, like, there's parts that are, like, absolutely no, and I know, con like, Why? Because, like, the shock part, I've been carrying the shock part, yes. and it's like, leave me the fuck alone, like, based off of what you've been showing me. Leave and me alone is the opposite message it's giving. So like, what you're saying suggests you don't have a very thorough understanding of your own parts. No. Did it seem like the message that that aspect had was leave me the hell alone? Hell no. Quite the opposite. It's well, just like, like I can't. don't move me. Like, leave me alone, don't yeah, move me. Yeah, because that's not attuned. If you're in shock and someone pulls you up off the highway, like, that's not a friendly behavior. It's part of why I'm trying so desperately to get people, whatever. I, I have this dream. You ready for the dream? 
may God have mercy on your souls if you're ever called to this work, but my dream is that when there's ambulance services, there will be people that ride with the ambulance that are specifically there for the emotional aspect. So. Because honestly, half of what the paramedics do is re-traumatizing emotionally. And I'm not even saying that it can change because paramedics are like, have a different set of priorities, right? But <laughs> somebody who's really attuned isn't going to be like, well, I realize all five of your family members are dead and on the highway. Get up. You know? What you're wanting is presence from someone who can really feel and see you. So you're like when you're expressing what the truth of these parts are, it's a guessing about it. It's not a, from the inside out. And that's probably why they're so no. If a kid is listened to and really like, okay, let me listen to that and get that, they never are the kind of person that's like, no. Boundaries only become extreme if there's resistance to them. Does that make sense? So how, how might I leave a part safely where it doesn't have to be like a party to what I must be doing. You're ready to graduate beyond leaving parts to a degree. It looks like this. I need to do the dishes and a part of me really does want to do those dishes. Another part doesn't want to do the dishes. Oh, there's the resistance. Why? Why don't I want to do the dishes? What does it mean to me to do the dishes right now? Based on that truth, which would be different for all people, by the way, based on that truth, I know where to go from there. Maybe it's maybe the truth of that part is like, well, because I feel used. Then it's obvious that the next step is to work on the fact that it feels used. Is that true? Is it not true? If it isn't, you can resolve it, and then that part's like, oh, I'm not getting used. We can do the dishes. Right? Okay, so like that internal dialogue part of things, um, that happens the most frequently for me. And oftentimes I'll just have a moment where it's like, is it okay for me, adult conscious Alex, to do this? <laughs> like, like it, it's very difficult for me to make decisions day to day without being like, like if, if my spirit, my higher self was my spokesperson for all of my fragments and everything like what is it is this okay for me to be doing this kind of a thing and it's very difficult for me to make decisions moment to moment day to day without doing that why it's but that's the thing why is that a huge problem it's by the way what, what he's talking about when you've got these internal parts that are constantly at war that only is a real problem in the beginning because you start to realize how fractured you are the good news is that the more that you bring them, which is the integration process, the more that they start to get along and agree with each other, the less problem you have. It, it, like you've got an attitude like they will always exist and always in an, a state of opposition. That's not right. When they find this third aspect, many of them never come back up again because they found alignment. And so what you'll notice is like when you get to the, the phase of this integrative work, which is much more in depth than what I taught you on stage. <laughs> and when you get further and further with this integrative work specifically, you will get to a time period in your life of quite quickly, actually, where there is no internal turmoil, where you're faced with a task and it's not like, yes, but no, but yes, but maybe, no. It's like, yes, 
No, because there's that much cohesion in your being. So if there's a misconception that you have, it's that they're always going to be this way. There will always be a part that wants to do the dishes and always a part that doesn't. No, integrated work is to make it so that isn't the case for you. <laughs> yes. Okay. Thank you. Thank you.